And we're live here on the Pete the Planner show. Uh, it's hoodie sweatshirt day. Um, I know you're listening from an audio perspective, but it's hoodie sweatshirt day both here on my carcass as well as a lot of my coworkers here in uh, HQ1 and HQ2 at uh, Your Money Line. No one cares what I'm wearing. What are you wearing, Dame? It's not true. Has anybody questioned your choice of fashion camel on Veterans Day? Oh, shh. Stolen valor. Ah, oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is way on the nose. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, just turn boy. it inside out. And then it looks like you're headed to go deer hunting after this. Now I look like Big Bird. <laughs> boy, that is Dame. Wow. How are you, Kristen? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I think people will love today uh, what we're doing on the show. People like last week. A big a, a lot of a lot of people like last week. This week is equally as provocative. Um, Dame, Kristen, and I have all taken a money personality test. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, you can call it a money personality test. Yeah. And Danza, don't say Happy fa- Fashion Panel <laughs> Friday. This is not a stolen valor situation. I'm so upset now, Dame. I was serving up Luke's. <laughs> Dan's is my favorite. Don't pick favorites, especially when they mock me. <laughs> so then we're gonna, so, so Kristen has the results of our money personality uh, uh, tests. Mm-hmm. And so I've not seen our results. Dame is not. Dame, have you seen your results? Uh, I only saw mine long enough because I had them sent to me instead of her and I forwarded them on. So I haven't dug okay. into them. So anyway, we may find out I'm a psychopath today is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Confirm. Kristen, are any of the personality bits that we're about to get into, are any of them negative? Are they like, this is bad? Or do they all have a positive spin to them? Um, all of them have pros and cons. There's one, there's four that we'll dig into. And there's one that you want to have more of than the others. Oh. And the other three are considered to be more negative. Um, but there are pros and cons to all of the money scripts. Did, uh, maybe we should save it for the air, but I felt like taking it, it was unfair as a financial professional to be taking the thing. Yeah. Um, and they ask, um, they don't ask the same exit questions on every survey, but they do ask if you're in the financial industry um, because financial professionals are more likely to score high in two of the categories over the other two um, just by nature of what you do for a living. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Dame, big plans this weekend? Uh, swim weekend for the Aquaduns. Oh. I will be traveling the great state of Indiana once again. Kristen, is it happening this weekend? We'll see this weekend. We'll try again. Boy, oh boy. Um, all right. Going on a date with my wife this weekend, which means um, I'm not sure what that means, but that's what we're doing. Money will be spent. My money will be spent. All right, let's start the show. Uh, I, Jeremiah, I am not in a hurry today. I got all the time in the world. Wow. Although I do have uh, a meeting at the top of the hour, so let's get going. All right, in three, I'm not ready. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Eventful morning. Two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com, and here's what will happen next. We'll actually ignore your question and talk about what we want to talk about on the show, which is exactly what we're doing today. Thanks to my colleagues, Kristen Alanius and Damian Dunn. Hello, folks. Hello. Good day, Pete. These two fine people. 
are instrumental in the work that we do here at Your Money Line. Kristen is the director of education, uh, enjoys long walks with her dogs, and Damien is the vice president of advice and enjoys warm hats in cold weather. True, he's he's bald. Um, all right, Kristen. This week, where you sent out a link to Dame and I saying, "Take your money personality tests." So today, what we're doing on this week's show is we are helping people understand what these different personality traits might be, and then we're going to have a little bit of a game where Dame and I have to guess who has these traits amongst us three. So you hold the results. Of all, it's like twenty three and me, but for money personalities. Dame, yes, you had a question because you're raising your hand. I, I would say that this is a little bit more than just a money personality quiz. You make it sound like it's in the you know back half of Cosmo when you say that. This this is actually a little bit more scientific than that. Well, I find that comment to be misogynistic. First off, second off, Chris <laughs> uh, and I was hoping you'd jump in and save me and actually do this thing justice to Dame's point because it is a um, lot more, and I just haven't thought about it. What is it? It is a lot more. So um, a doctor of psychology, a CFP, his name's Brad Klontz. He developed this money script is what he calls them. There's four of them. And the idea is that these money scripts are really your core belief patterns when it comes to money. So how do you view money? The good and bad is that these are not usually something we're actively thinking about. They usually are um, a factor of your upbringing when it comes to money. Um, And the goal overall is to just be more aware of how you behave toward money, how you feel with respect to money or concerning money so that you can predict behaviors that you might be susceptible to. And we're going to dig into that a little bit. All right. Well, uh, Chris, I have to ask before we get going here, you've clearly done this. What are we calling it? I don't want to, I got to quit calling it a personality quiz. <laughs> it's an assessment. It's an, he calls it an inventory. No, it's a bit much. We'll call it an assessment. Uh, you've done this assessment on yourself. You, you've mm-hmm. performed it on Dame and I. I'm flying blind here. I'm about to find out that I'm, you know, the father of a bunch of children or something. Um, have you performed this assessment on anyone else in your life that is not financially minded? Uh, yeah, I made someone practice this with me yesterday, actually. Okay, so maybe we'll get to that later. But I, I, I <laughs> see where I go. Like, I want Mrs. Planner to take this assessment, but then she doesn't really like being my guinea pig for stuff like this. So, yeah, she's, she's Kristen's guinea pig, not yours. That's true. Yeah, well, maybe that'll, she thinks she likes you more. Uh, Dame, so where should we start here? Should Kristen explain what's going on here? Yeah, I, I think a little bit of background, uh, which she, she's given us some high level, but uh, you know, maybe explain the the groups and and where we're headed with that, Kristen. Yeah, yeah. So we each took this inventory, as he calls it, this assessment. Um, and there's a shorter version which we took, which was I think thirty some odd questions, and then there is a longer version on his website. Um, but then it scores you with respect to the four money scripts, which we'll dig into what they are. But they're avoidance, worship, status, and vigilance. Okay. So, um, uh, uh, so let's, let's, are we? Can we dig through those now? Because now I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. Stuck in my head. Well, the first one is what avoidance okay so if you have the money script of avoidance does that what are you avoiding sure so i have a bunch of notes uh i i'm so into this i willingly read 50 pages of publication on this this week because i'm that much of a nerd um so if you are money avoidant you might have this belief that money is bad you might think that you don't deserve money when it comes to your emotions with respect to money you might think that 
it's a fearful thing. It might cause anxiety. You might think that people who have money are bad. Um, this can lead to financial denial. Um, we'll get into maybe money disorders too. Um, but you can actually be prone to self-sabotage because you want to keep that distance from money. And then when you look at persons who are surveyed, persons who don't know their net worth are most likely to be money avoidant, which I think tracks. Uh, by the way, when I took this assessment, because I knew you were getting the results, I did not put my net worth in there. Oh, I can't I, see that part. Okay. I can only see. <laughs> I, I, I threw it off. Zero. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I put $1. So no, uh, not, not to, I, I just, I, cause I didn't want that to impact the results. I will say this. Um, so you're, you're Dame, she's explaining this avoidance. I'm having a hard time thinking this isn't simply a very negative quality. Do you see a different side to it? I'm trying to be empathetic here, but that seems like a bad thing. There are a lot of um, challenges that would come along with having a strong trait of money avoidance. That's sh to be sure. I mean, uh, if you wanted to try and frame things in the positive light, you know, somebody who's going to be money avoidant may uh, be very generous with their money because they they don't want it in their lifestyle. They don't they, they don't want it around them because of uh, experiences they've had when they were young, or maybe how they saw it used uh, in their their family or what it's done to other family members. So it's, it's very possible that somebody that's money avoidant uh, could be really generous with their money, which is you know outwardly a, a very great thing, but inwardly it could be, as Kristen said, sabotaging your future. Kristen, what other positive qualities of the money avoidance should we uh, recognize? I kind of struggle to, to find <laughs> other ones. Um, just because, and that's my bias, and that'll come up later on, but um, one of us was more money avoidant than the other two. Okay, okay. I, so Dame and I get to guess, right? <laughs> yeah, if you'd like. Uh, okay. Oh, man. How in the, I don't, there's, first off, on it, does it, does it rank a scale? Like, cause yeah. there's no way any of us are that money avoidant. Yeah, absolutely. So there's low, medium and high. So if you rank low, it means that you don't exhibit the behaviors of that money behavior, that money script. If you're medium, that you have some of those qualities. And if you're high, that they place you in that category of this is, this is your money script. So on within the low scale, are there, uh, is there a magnitude or is it just low? Um, it's the numbers rank from one to three in low okay. total. They rank one to six. Okay. So Dame, I, I think, Oh my, I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you just said it's a bad trait and now you have to say <laughs> one of us has it. <laughs> All right. I think Kristen, Kristen has the highest level of money avoidance of the three of us. And not that one of us has it. One of us is just scores higher than the right. others. I we, think we, she scores high on the low is where I'm going. Um, I'm going to go with Pete. It's actually right. uh, Dame. Dame scored the highest of three. What? <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. So what did, what did he score? He oh, scored wait, a 2.5. Dame, do we have permission to share your score on the Oh, area? well, I just yeah. did. Or too late. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you have permission to share all. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. He still scored low, but he did score the highest of the three of us. And he's very close to the exhibiting some behaviors of money avoidance. So it's just Interesting. something to be aware of. Oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened to the show. <laughs> what, what's your score? Um, so I scored 2.1. Damien scored 2.5. And you scored 1.5. 1.5. You barely I'm registered. Slipping. Yeah. You barely registered. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeez, I'm embarrassed about my score. Dame, you must be beside yourself. All right, so we have a minute left here in the segment. Dame, mm-hmm. do you feel... Oh, get on the couch. Lay down, buddy. <laughs> do you feel you know where some semblance of your money, your very obvious and deep money avoidance comes from? <laughs> um. You know, I could really uh, fluff myself here and say that uh, it has to be all that money that I give away. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I have, I have, I'm not really confident that I can point to something that would say that I am uh, the highest of us in money avoidance. Oh, that's so interesting. All right. So coming up after the break, we're going to hit what are the other three qualities real quick that we're going to hit after the break. Focus, status, vigilance. Focus, status, and vigilance. Someone's about to get embarrassed, and <laughs> odds are it's going to be me. So uh, uh, coming back after the break, we will talk more of the money traits that we have in our lives and who has the worst and the best right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Man, I swore it was going to be Kristen. But, I mean, again, we're all in the low. Correct. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This is a Cosmo quiz. There's no science behind it. <laughs> Um, in middle school band, I was a percussionist, which meant I was in the, I played the triangle and (laughs) I would sit behind the clarinets and in my middle school, and again, I'm a 44 year old man talking about this now, but I'm thinking back as a 12 year old boy, all like the girls I wanted to hang out with were clarinetists. Hmm. There were a couple that were flautists and then one that was a pianist. And uh, I would note that the, the clarinet section, the woodwinds of Guyon Creek Middle School were always doing those Cosmo quizzes. <laughs> and then they would, and I, I'd like, when I think of Cosmo quizzes, I think of being in middle school band and the clarinetists saying, hey, Triangle Man, uh, <laughs> what is your love personality? And I believe I was like a lemur or a, like a Snickers bar or something. I don't remember, but they, I was very illuminated. The uh, the quizzes that uh, that uh, DeKalb Middle fancied were from Seventeen magazine, and we yeah. uh, we essentially fought over those when they came in. Uh, we the guys would just huddle around and take the quizzes. You know, in retrospect, Kristen, I I believe mine too was Seventeen magazine because I don't know why a twelve year old girl would be reading Cosmo because <laughs> I wasn't living in Carmel at the time. Now I can see that, but <laughs> I was living in Marion County, so it was you know definitely Seventeen magazine. Yeah, Kristen, what was your teeny bopper magazine that you would read? I know magazines as a whole industry were dead when you were a teenager because you're very young. <laughs> but w- was there a, a magazine that you read? Guns and Ammo or what were you reading? Uh, that was second on the list. But first was, I think it was called Tiger Beat. Maybe? Uh, was that still around? I have no idea. Or, or Who was the teen hot heartthrob when you were Good question. 13, 14? Um, probably Bieber. No. Oh yeah. Um, pro- people really liked um the lead singer of the Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter. Oh, really? Then? Oh yeah, because he Wait. was older. Uh, I feel like Dame the heartthrob for us uh, males was uh, Kirk Cameron. You had like Ricky Schroeder. Or like those are like definitely like mid eighties. I say that's eighties stuff. I, Ralph that's, that's Macchio. Not, that's not middle school. That's that's early. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking like new kids on the block then. Yeah, new kids were huge in like sixth grade. Okay. 
I was laughing at Rick's comment. <laughs> Highlights was always the best when I was a kid. <laughs> of course, that's well before the teenagers. <laughs> yes. He's not wrong. Highlights was awesome. I'd be in my dentist's office, who was my uncle, uh, and he, I would just be all up in that item find in Highlights mm-hmm. magazine. Actually, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I, I don't like being rude, um, which is surprising to some people. I think the only good quality of Highlights magazine was the item search. There's nothing else of substance in there, was there? What else uh, was there? Was there was the uh, I can't remember the two the two brothers where the one was good and the one was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one was way, wayward. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Goof, how did that come out of my head? I don't know, but it's amazing. <laughs> that was it, right? Goofus and Gallant, or ninety-eight percent sure that's what it was. Goofus and Gallant. Yeah. I used to read Mad Magazine and Cracked Magazine. Yeah. Of course. Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, Pro Football Weekly, which was like, oh no, no, no. Uh, Beckett. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the next trait we're going with? Focus slash worship. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm going to get killed here. And three, <laughs> two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. It's the big reveal here today on the show as we talk about our primary money scripts. Kristen, for those just joining us late, which is super weird on a podcast, but makes sense on the radio. <laughs> what? Uh, what are we doing? What's this called? Why are we doing this? This is an inventory to identify our money behaviors, our core beliefs about money in an attempt to maybe prevent us from making decisions we might be inclined to make due to these unconscious biases. The first segment we covered money avoidance and Dame scored the highest on money avoidance, despite the fact that it was still very low on the scale. Uh, Kristen and I uh, were lower. Now this next trade is what? The next trait is money focus or money worship. So give us a a read of what this looks like. Sure. So the idea is uh, the core belief is that money will make things better. It's actually the most common belief among Americans surveyed. Um, Often people in this group think that money will solve their problems. And if we look at some of the questions that were asked in this assessment that would have identified you with this group, uh, one of the questions was things would be better if I had more money. And another question was money buys freedom. All right, Dame, how do you get your head around this? I can actually, as, as she's going through it, I hear some pros and cons, some advantages and disadvantages. How do you read it? Yeah, I I can see the exact same point of view. I mean, there there's uh there is something to money being a stabilizing factor and providing a, a a sort of freedom to somebody's somebody's lifestyle. However, uh that could potentially spiral really really quick. So, uh there's a I feel like a balance to be struck here for sure. All right. So Dame, you and I get to guess who scored the highest, who worships money the most. <laughs> and uh, I think what you and I learned in the last segment, Dame, it's since we know there's three groups, uh, low, middle, and high. Let's go ahead and guess where people are in those as well. Can I uh, can I ask a question here, uh, Kristen? Is there a chance that all of us scored higher in, in one category? Like, did did ever did all of us win one category? Win. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Rick's rank on uh, Facebook Live notes that Biggie Smalls (laughs) did not fall into this category, did not score high on the more money, less problems. 
he scored high on more money, more problems. More problems. Yeah. And before you guess, the person who won, quote, this category scored an entire point higher oh, Lord. than the other two. <clears throat> I feel okay. like I have my Dame, you go first this time. You go you go first. Uh, uh Kristen, this is fun. I mean the the, the the polite thing to do is just to say yourself, right? <laughs> I'm not interested in polite. I'm interested okay. in winning. Uh no, Pete. I'm gonna say Pete again. Okay. I'm I'm saying Kristen again. Can I can I can I kind of give a very um can I give my reason why it's of a course I, Dame and I are in different stages of our life than you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make it good or bad, but, but when I was your age, <laughs> my view on money was different than it is now. And yeah. I assume Dame's is too. Yeah. So that's why I think in this category, you're the highest and boy, I can't wait to be wrong. <laughs> All right, what? So start start with the lowest, and then make your way up to the highest. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the lowest was Dame. Oh no, he scored a three, which is considered medium, which is that you do exhibit some of the behavior. Um, Pete, you scored a three point two nine, which also puts ah. you in the medium, <laughs> and I scored a whopping four point five seven. Yes, putting me in Man. the high category. It's actually my primary money script. Okay, but I don't. First of all, there's no but. This is not a bad thing. Mm -mm. This is not a bad thing, and and I think the context of your adult life, Kristen, I because I, I know you, I think it, the the story's there, right? Like I, I, it totally makes sense, Dame, right? Yeah, absolutely. As you were starting to unpack your reasoning, I was like, oh yeah, that that's uh, that's actually insightful. Nice job. Um. So if you look at when they originally did this assessment, they asked people like a hundred questions about who they are, gender, race, socioeconomic status, socioeconomic status when you were growing up, like on and on and on. And the person most likely to have money focus or money worship as their primary script is a young, white, single person. So like me, yeah, it's me. Um, the thing that I think is really interesting though is is that a generational thing? Because there's not enough data to measure over the long term. Is that a generational thing? Is that because a millennial or a Gen Z tends to have more of these, like this money script? And as I go through life, as real life happens, will I change my view? Or is it a generational difference? Is it because boomers, Gen mm. X, et cetera, is it because those generations have different views about money? That's what I think is super interesting. That is interesting. Dame, I, I I think I can maybe reason as to why you're lower than I am. Not that materialism comes into this, but I feel like materialism has to be on this spectrum of money worship. Mm -hmm. And I am definitely more materialistic than you. Yeah, I I think we both value certain things a lot. We have different, uh, different preferences and different places we would prefer to spend our money. Um, yeah, maybe. But I mean, you also live in a, a you know fairly metropolitan area or, or suburb area, and I live right you know so, somewhere where it, it, it's just easier to get by to to get by. So, Kristen, did these results surprise you in this category? Um, 
I was a little surprised to be quite so high, but I thought it was difficult because I am a believer in like money. Money isn't the thing that's going to solve all of your problems, but I do think having access to money can help you focus on other things. So I did find a little bit of difficulty in answering some of the questions because one of the questions was, um, things would be better if I had more money. I don't think that it's the money itself. I think it's the opportunity. Um, it opens up a much bigger can of worms. All right. What is the next quality? We're going to try to at least get the explanation in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is money status. So oh money status, um, status seekers tend to think that their self-worth can be correlated with their net worth. Um, they're often associated with higher levels of anxiety and unhappiness. Um, and those raised... <laughs> in a lower socioeconomic status are most likely to endorse money status beliefs. Okay. So those raised in lower socioeconomic uh, environments will score higher on this one. Correct. <sighs> this is another one where I can see the pros and cons. The first one, uh, money avoidance. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of pros. The second one, I see it both sides. This one, I kind of see both sides. How did, how was there a lot of variance amongst our scores? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna uh, you're gonna love vigilance. Uh, the the explanation of vigilance on Pete, I can tell you that that you're gonna say this is the one. Okay, so uh, not a lot of variance here. My gut is we all scored pretty low on this, maybe high 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 side of low. Um. <sighs> What's the name of this one again? Status. I was going to say myself. It's my turn to guess first. Uh, but I did not grow up in a, a, a modest socioeconomic situation. I mean, grew up upper middle class. And so that throws me off a little bit. Dame, what do you think? Um, I'll go with Kristen. Wait, you're stealing my guesses. I was going to guess her the whole time just so she'd have Sorry. a complex the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Um, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the answer after the break. Oh, my God. Oh we did my. it. We just Ryan Seacrest this John. Oh, boy. Um, okay. So coming up after the break, who? What, money worship? Is that what this one is? Money status. 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 Who thinks money is all about status? Well, that's next. Right here on the Pete the Planner Show. Is it Dame? Is it Kristen? Is it me? Who sees money? As status. You'll know right after this. Oh boy. Oh boy. You want to change your answer, Dame? <laughs> no, I'm I'm having a mild panic attack because Google just decided right now is a fantastic time to make force me to update my password and uh it signed me out of the, the document that had the news on it. So I'm Oh. That's just great. uh just struggling um, behind the behind the scenes. So the thing that we don't have time to get into on the show, but is the follow up of this, if someone's listening to this, is that and they want to like dig into this deeper. So Dr. Klontz recognizes eight money disorders, disordered behavior when it comes to money. And the goal is to identify which you might be at risk for based on your money script. So like that's that's the follow up is am I susceptible? Am I more susceptible to um, the one that the only one that's recognized by the, I think it's the American psychological association is gambling, but he recognizes seven others that could prohibit you from leading your 
most healthy financial life? Uh, So will it tell me, will it tell us on each of one of those things, our susceptibility on a scale? Like, cause gambling for me, it's gotta be like the lowest susceptibility ever. I have no desire Uh, to gamble. It doesn't. So on your assessment, which I can forward to your assessment since you haven't seen it, it tells you, it gives you prompts for how to work against maybe some of the negative tendencies of your money behavior. So for example, if you're money avoidant, one of the things that you can do is kind of force your exposure to money because we tend to be less anxious about things that we understand. And then he has a write-up on things that you can do. So it's more about your behavior and not about those, hey, you might be at risk to be a gambler. He's focusing on, you know, changes that you can make. This is really great. Good for this guy. (laughs) He's brilliant. Yeah, he's really good. So he did this and I wore fashion camo on Veterans Day. (laughs) I mean, he didn't do this today. No, no, but I'm just saying like that's yeah. the sort of quality of thinking. I cannot believe I've been out in public in fashion camo today. Do you, do you think Mrs. Planner recognized and just said, well, let's see how that works out for the guy? I was at, uh, I was out of the house before I think her, she saw anything other than the back of her eyelids. Um, oh, man, I feel awkward. Okay. <laughs> Way to go, Dame. It was fine. No, Dame, like, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna thank say, you, better, thank you for your service. Yeah, <laughs> who better to point it out than a friend in front of an entire podcast? And then Chrissy hit me with Stolen Valor, which is always the funniest. You thing love ever. that. I love Stolen Valor. I mean, I love witnessing yeah. the accusation of Stolen Valor, and I even enjoyed it when you levied that on me. <laughs> okay, let's start the show in three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, we are exploring our money scripts. What does that mean? It means there are four distinct money scripts, uh, inventories, if you, I don't know. And, and we're going through them. Kristen found this. It's really great. And so we're doing a guessing game of who has the highest and lowest uh, amounts of these particular qualities. Kristen, quick recap. Uh, first, second segment, who is the uh, highest and lowest? And then where are we now as we get into the third money script and the fourth money script? The most avoidant was Dame. The most focused or worshipped when, when it comes to money. That sounds awful. was me. <laughs> and then before the break, we talked about money status. And everyone guessed that it was me. And oh, wait, wait. Like, I-, I guessed myself. Oh. Yeah. I guess myself. He said he was oh. going to guess you, but he decided uh, not to. Yeah, well, I guess myself. He guessed you. You should have taken that back because it was me. Um, oh, I scored the highest, but we all scored very low on okay. um, money status. The highest score was 2.1. Um, and you would have to be a three to even be considered to have traits of that behavior. So what was Dame? Dame was 1.57. What was I? 1.1. So I was the lowest. Mm-hmm. So I'm an idiot. Yeah. Something that's also kind of interesting about the scores is that your scores overall were just kind of brought down. So I think that your responses maybe weren't as aggressive when you were answering the assessment as like mine. There were some statements that I was like, absolutely not, like strongly disagree. I think I answered that way more often than the two of you because mm-hmm. the the range in my scores is also much greater. Okay. Dame, I have a, a hypothesis here. Do you mm-hmm. realize in the last three weeks I've said the word hypothesis like 500 times? I've got to stop. Anyway, Dame, here's the <clears throat> H that I have about this. 
on uh, for Kristen's last point. Mm-hmm. With all due respect, wisdom, the wisdom of not thinking you're always right. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel I have an opinion, but I don't feel strongly about much, even money. So do you think it's possible that you and I have learned how little we know while Kristen foolishly, like a young person <laughs> knows everything? Do you think that's possible? I, I, I think it's possible. Now, I, that's one of the things that I actually admire about Kristen is how uh, emphatic she is and how strongly she believes in, in certain things. But uh, I think you and I have, have seen enough to know enough that we just we try and learn as much as we can as we go. I think just our personalities, though, I think I think our personalities are just different too. forget age. Right. I think Kristen knows what she knows. Right. Like, and, and that's a positive quality yeah. about her. Right. Absolutely. We're talking about it like she's not here. It's okay. Still here. All right. Last quality. What is it? Explain it. And then we're voting. So the last one is considered to be the most positive. It's money vigilance. So those who are vigilant are alert. They're watchful. They're concerned. They prioritize saving and frugality. Um, They're the least likely to use credit of the group's. Um, the downside is that this can lead to excessive worry. It can lead to financial anxiety. You become at risk for underspending or financial hoarding in some more (laughs) extreme cases. Um, and statements that align with the money vigilant are, um, money should be saved, not spent. And the second one that I picked out of the questions was it is important to save for a rainy day. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I money hoarding is like a, I mean it's a thing I shouldn't laugh about it but it's like oh I saved too much money <laughs> well and it leads into uh, so yeah. one of the disorders is also hoarding though because then people have a tendency to not be able to let go of things because they have financial value so it can spill over into like actually hoarding sure. not just like hey I saved too much that's the danger all right so I've got my guess. Who's okay? Who's guess? I guessed first, and Dame guessed, and I guess it's Dame's guess first. Are, are we off of guessing yourself? Uh, for you I mean, I know yourself. you. I know you, you did yourself? last segment. Me, yeah, I I'm guess. saying me. I'm saying Kristen. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, so hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's low, medium, and high. Mm-hmm. How many people scored oh, in what groups? Two people scored in the medium, and one scored in the high. Oh. All right, Dame and I are in the medium. You're in the high, and here's why. I think Dame and I are always in in these things. We are very, very similar. What What was the spread? Is the person in high way higher than the other two? A whole point. Oh yeah, Dame. It's it's Kristen. She's a dynamic individual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I... It's you. Let's find. Wait. wait so what? What Dame said is, this is the best quality, and by the way... And he thinks it's him. It's himself. Uh, okay, let's have let's have the I audience on I Facebook. I don't make the rules. Let's let oh, the Facebook Rick. Live guest. Oh, uh, Big Rick Swink says, Dame, everyone weigh in on this final category. <laughs> what is it again? What is the money what? Money vigilance. Money vigilance. I think... Now, if Cassie... Uh, your Mrs. Planner was taking this. She would dominate all of us in this category. Well, I am part of a marriage, Pete. I mean, it, I, I have been influenced. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, we've got people uh, guessing. Tim says me. Jason says Dame. No one thinks it's me. <laughs> I do. I think it's you. <laughs> the budget smoothier. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm saying like, and I will also say this is, I think this is stage of life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I am naturally vigilant, but I also... I'm in my groove. I'm an old man. I'm close to death. Like Kristen is like, (laughs) she's still establishing herself. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Oh, oh, Oh. you know what? Rick just pointed out. Rick just called me out. Oh, Rick. Well, that doesn't mean that I didn't score the highest in this group. I still could have scored the highest, but it could have not been my highest. Kristen, you already gave your tell away by saying, oh, that's true. You've already, you've already. (laughs) Oh, that means it's me or Dame. Oh, no. Wait. So, Dame, did you remember this when you guessed? What? That Kristen buys lattes? No, that that she already gave her primary money script. So, this is you or me. And she said, not everyone scores the highest. So it's Man. you, it's not me. So who scored the lowest? Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, let's go that way. Okay. Let's go the lowest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go me. And I'm going to go me because of what I just said. I feel more established uh, at this stage of my life. So I, at one point, was really freaking vigilant, but I'm not as much now. Dame scored the highest, and then me, and then Pete. Dame, you devil, you. Look at you, how vigilant you are. Yeah, do you think that. it has a lot to do with Krav Maga? <laughs> totally. 100%. It's one of the core tenets, actually, of, of Krav Maga. Force. Vigil- vigilant not only in self-defense, but also finances. How, uh, what, what, so what's uh, what are the points here on this one? As you, What? Like what, what are the scores? The scores. Ah, um, so Dame scored a four point five. I scored three point six, and Pete scored three point five. Ooh, oh, oh, oh! All right. So basically, I have no money script. Is what you're telling me? Your highest one was a three point five, and that is vigilance. That's your your mo- highest money script. Um, Dame, yours is as well, and then mine is focus. But what's interesting is that. I still scored higher than you on vigilance, even though it's not my top money script. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, so are we all in the mid the mid tier for vigilance? Or did I creep uh, into the high? You're in the high. Oh, um okay. I think above I think four point five pushes you to high. So I think okay. that you just creeped into that. So is there like an overall paragraph that like talks about each one of us that says mm-hmm. like what our what our things are? All right. So in forty seconds, <laughs> oh sum- summarize the three. <laughs> Well, it's the summary is that the two of you are vigilant, which is a great thing. The thing that you have to be mindful of is that it can you can take that too far. And then for me, I need to worship money less, I guess, is the takeaway. <laughs> well, this was fun. Kristen, thank you for doing this. Dame, did you have anything to do with this? Uh, I encourage her to do it. Yeah. Well, congrats on your uh, encouragement. Yeah. Coming up after the break, uh, biggest waste of money of the week. And we'll also give you the how to get your own money scripts. We'll show you how to do that. We'll give you the the website. And uh, that's it. All that and more right here on the Beat the Planner show. Uh, I guess now we have to give that on the radio. I was just going to give it behind the scenes, but we should. Is there an easy way to give it the address? No, because it's on his web. It's like a backlink on his website. <clears throat> but, but is but it if, like, do they talk about it on the homepage or anything? 
Um, no, I had to Google it to find it. I couldn't find it on his website. So All right, then we'll just tell people to Google it. Okay. Can, can Google like Brad Klontz money scripts. Yep, yeah. exactly. And it's the first thing that pops up on okay. Google. Brad Klontz. Just He's very interesting. An another bald person. Oh man, we're good at that. <laughs> Balds. I think most recently though, he, I think he's back to, cause I was, I started to watch a YouTube interview with him and in that, um, in an interview, he does have hair. So I don't know that he's currently with the bones. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I just posted, uh, the link on Facebook and YouTube. Boy, let us know how you score. <laughs> let us know. I, I was a little nervous with this thing that it was going to be, like a Rick doing some marketing. You could put a link on your website to drive some traffic to your website first. Yeah, Rick, no one listens to the show, Rick. I'm sorry to tell you, but you've made a bad choice in following us. No one cares about us. Um, I was really glad to not be exposed as a psychopath just now. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, proof. Scientific proof. That's fun. Way to go, Clancy. Does anyone call him that, you think? Doubtful. Hmm. Professor Clancy, Dr. Clancy. Uh, Dame, do you have your news pulled back up? Yes, I am ready to go. Okay. Is the obvious news going to be part of your news? Oh, man. Um, I, I do have some. I can lead with that if we want to uh, dig into that or if you just want to kind of pretend. I'd rather be quick. Okay. Yeah, I just I like just do it quick because the there's no point in talking about it anymore. I was gonna say there's nothing to say. It's just the newest update. It's all so stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you feel. Let's have a good weekend. <laughs> um in three, two. I'm not ready. Oh boy. Three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, right here on the Pete the Planner show, is the cold stoic water immersion tank. Cold water immersion therapy has a number of benefits, including boosting cardiovascular circulation, reducing inflammation, fortifying the immune system, and improving mental health. The cold stoic tank from Renew Therapy allows owners to experience these benefits at home. Designed in California, the unit has clean lines with a natural wood deck and a weatherproof mechanics bay. Inside the bay are a magnetic drive water pump that circulates up to 20 gallons of water per minute, a titanium heat exchanger that maintains the water at temperatures between 39 and 55 degrees Fahrenheit, and an ultraviolet ozone water sanitizer and filter system that reduces maintenance and the need for chemicals. It's appropriate for indoors or outdoors and made by hand in these United States. So I have a couple comments. First off, this is great. Who cares? But um, there's no way this thing is Midwest weatherproof. You know what I'm saying? Like you put anything out in the Midwest, it freezes. Like it's made in California. It's weatherproof in California. But deep freezes in like Minneapolis? No way. Doesn't yeah. matter. There's going to be a lot of expansion there. It doesn't look like there's a lot of room for insulation in those side in those uh, those panels there. It looks small. It does well, look small. That's a one person tank if I've ever seen one. Yeah, there's no frolicking on like no. Temptation Island in this thing amongst the happy couple. Well, I mean, this the water is... be cold, so there's not going to be much frolicking anyway. How dated is a Temptation Island reference? Is that like from 20 years ago? Is that still a thing? I have no I have idea. No idea. 
So that means it is an old reference. That's good. Yes. Sorry. Uh, if Kristen doesn't know, it's an old reference. Um, all right. First off, Dane, would you ever want to try this at least once? I Ice baths are pretty popular right now. And I remember having to put, you know, ankles in ice buckets. And I derive no joy from any of that. So putting my entire body in a tank it seems like it'd be even worse. So no, I don't have a big desire to do this. All right. Uh, what do you think, Kristen? Mm. Would you do it? What? Oh, no. Heavens, no. What's it cost, Kristen? It costs $4,000. Dame? Uh, it's going to be like twelve grand. dollars oh. $9,700. $9,700. Dame, what's in the news this week? A federal judge in Texas on Thursday struck down the Biden administration's student loan for, or student debt forgiveness program, imperiling a key administration priority that would have canceled up to $20,000 in student loans for tens of millions of borrowers. The Biden administration's plan is a, quote, unconstitutional exercise of Congress's legislative power, end quote, that also failed to go through normal regulatory processes, Judge Mark Pittman of the Northern District of Texas wrote uh, in a 26-page opinion. The Justice Department is appealing the verdict. I have nothing to say. I mean, just procedural. I don't know what's going to happen. This is frustrating to people who want this to happen. And, uh, Dame, here's maybe a question before we move on from this. Do you think this is not a political really ruling, right? This, this, this isn't, it's just the, the, this court people think it might, might think it's political. Uh, but it is a, is a, court ruling do you think this could gather support from one side of the political aisle or uh in terms of votes or do you feel like this will take away votes from a party if this uh ruling holds next election so far away it won't be an issue i mean they'll it'll be reminded but the next the next election cycle but um uh, no i don't don't think it's going to be much of a factor oh so now Kristen, this makes me think was this uh ruling just come down after the election for a particular reason? Um, I'm pretty <laughs> cynical. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dane, what else is in the news? Everyone knows the most basic human needs are food, water, shelter, clothing, and Netflix. Chill. Well, m- you know, well, maybe that's not quite right, but it is how consumers are feeling now that inflation squeezing their wallets. Maybe it's the latest season of Love is Blind talking, but fewer than three in 10 consumers say they're less likely to cut spending on subscriptions than on basics like food, according to a national retail group report. The research found that 44% of people in the U.S. said they've tried to cut back on groceries in the past six months, while 40% said the same about clothing, but over the past year, less than one-third have shrunk their monthly bills for subscription services that include media streaming like Netflix and Amazon Prime and products and services like Chewy.com and DoorDash. This may be evidence of just how sticky the demand for subscriptions is as the reluctance to unsubscribe came even as monthly prices rose across the board. I added a subscription this week. Oh, oh yes, you did. I did. I talked about it at our... You did meeting on wednesday i i joined the whoop universe mm. here's why number one i'm i'm currently getting back into shape 
as opposed to the shape like a pear. And the second thing is I have major sleep issues, like major, major, major sleep issues. And so I'm hoping to get some intelligence around my sleep with said mm. band. That'd be good for you. Uh, that, that, that's been concerning for me for, for quite a while. Your, your sleep avoidance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we got to make sure that you we're doing high. these. Yeah. These assessments where it does show me to be yeah. a psychopath. We've just chosen the wrong avenue with money. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar? You've heard the news about the uh, salary transparency laws in New York? Yeah. Interesting. Would uh, would y'all like to play a little bit of a game on salary transparency for different jobs? Yes, I love games. No. Yes, so yes. bad at these. Wait, is this from the New York Times? Because I think I took it. Uh, you know, I'm not. I don't think it came from the Times, but it could subscribe. have been picked. Anyway, uh, sous chef at per se a three star Michelin restaurant. Yeah, I've taken this. Um, so Kristen, do you want to guess? I have no idea. <laughs> I've, I have no realm. No idea at all, or no idea per se. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was like sixty-five thousand bucks or something like that. Seventy grand. Seventy grand. That's it. Yep. In New York, at one of the finest restaurants in the world, as the number two chef. Yeah. Wow. General Superintendent of Train Signals at New York City Transit. Kristen. I hope they make more than a chef. They make a ton. I think it's uh, compared to a chef. I believe it was like 120, 130. 104 to 154 is the yeah. range. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, exhibition coordinator at the Whitney Museum of Art. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Why are you laughing at that? I'm laughing at Rick's comment. Oh. 60. Yes. Uh, exactly right. $60,000. Nice job. That's a standard guess, I think, on a lot of these. But go ahead. Anchor at WCBS-TV Channel 2. Okay, go ahead, Chris. I bet they don't make. I bet they make less. Do they make fifty? Oh no! Is so, it, for, is a TV anchor? So anchor. Oh, well, how TV. big is this? How big is this network? It's in New it's, York. It's a major metropolitan oh. New York City. Oh, well, then I don't know. Double that. Anchors make, or they used to at least, so much money. So the lead anchors of like back in the day, of like the five, six o'clock news, mm-hmm. shocking how much money they make. Hmm. Shocking. Uh, in this case, a dame, if I remember correctly, it's like just under two or around two, two fifty. Yeah. And we don't know the slot that this, this anchors at, but it's uh two fifty, uh, two thirty to two fifty is the, yeah. the income. There. Holy guacamole. I'll just say that that's low from if they were the lead anchor in Indianapolis back in the day, it was a lot higher than that. Wow. You can pay for a lot of good hair product. But you have to. Uh, finally, executive director of fixed income trading at JP Morgan <laughs> Chase's Global <laughs> Wealth Management Division. Is it going to be disgusting? It's a, it's a wide range, which. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. It's not even fair. 142 to 300,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look at that, man. It was like you, game show week use, here. Man. Use those numbers, kids, as you're negotiating your salaries. <laughs> man, oh, man. All right. Well, hey, Kristen, great job Thank this you. week on the show. Dame, put a little game together. I brought Stolen Valor to the show this week. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, thanks for all that served all the veterans out there uh, Friday and the whole Veterans Day weekend, I guess we'll call it. Uh, send you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is Pete the Planner Show. Stolen Valor. Whew. Another cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, good times. All right, everybody. Um, I'm gonna go. I brought bagels in. Uh, donut sad cousin. I brought bagels in for everybody today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for doing that today instead of Wednesday when I was in the office. Big Rick Swink says, "Check out F3." Okay. Is that um, F1? I don't know what F3. Uh, it's like the the, cr- the crappy F1 league. What's F3? Yeah. Oh, fitness, fellowship, and faith. Oh, I know where that's at. I think. Oh, huh. well, that sounds fun. At. Fitness, fellowship, and faith. Uh, well, I'm good at one of those. Can we guess what it is? <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Um, free men's workout group. Oh, here's the problem, Rick. I don't like being around people. <laughs> that's the that's <laughs> the challenge. Boy, I have you fooled. Um. <sighs> Dame solo workout guy for you, or do you like working on a pack? Um, I like uh, you know, like one or two other people for the accountability. But I, you know, like the whole CrossFit aspect. I don't know if I could get into. Kristen, uh, solo or group workouts? Solo. I am major solo to the point where major. if I'm on the Peloton or something, and Mrs. Planner uh, comes into eyesight, like I'm just like, don't judge me right now ma'am so how do you view riding a bicycle like out on a road ride oh that doesn't bother me i'm just trying not to die yeah but would you prefer to ride solo or in a pack absolutely solo 100 percent every time yeah and i'll work like i have been working out a lot last couple weeks i'll get up at like 5 5 30 so i'm the only person outside working out Not because I don't want people to see me. It's just like I love feeling like I'm alone when I'm working out. I don't know. It's a, it's a dumb psychological thing for me. Like I'm gr- I'm grinding. Nobody it's, else is doing this. No one else is. No one else is putting in as much effort. Take a picture of your watch, Jocko. Can you can, can you set up your uh, your phone to like take uh, video clips as you run by in a sweatsuit and we can play the Rocky music underneath sometime? And, yes. Yeah. No one wants to see that. All right. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Um, so, um, Kristen, this is it. This is the weekend. This is it. This is it. This is it. Dame, probably not for you. Everybody else, <laughs> stay getting money. <laughs>